0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 7 of yeah, the Kicking About podcast. As you can hear, Ty is here. Tim, you're also here, aren't you? Hello. How are we all doing today, boys?
1: That's all of us, right? Or is there someone else? <laughs> that, that might be
2: a guest. <gasps> a, a guest? After how many weeks? Mr. Adam Ray, Ray! how are you doing today? Ray! I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me Ch- on. Chill out. very excited. As Ty. you can tell, Ty is also very excited. They're very excited. He's, He's really, really thrown
3: really throw out some hot takes. He's going to throw out some hot
0: takes. Uh, it's Tuesday evening again, when you know what that means this time of year. There is football on, there is Champions League football mm-hmm. on. PSG have just taken the lead against Man City, and it sounds like it's going to be a good yep. evening.
3: We're recording on the 28th Tuesday. Does this an might oil go leak? live
1: on November the 15th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Just so you guys are
3: clear. <laughs>
1: if everyone's wondering um, where the oil is, it's leaking in Paris.
0: But this week it's not about us, uh, it's about you, a um so if you can give us a quick introduction to yourself Um tell us a bit about you how you got into football etc cetera, etc cetera.
2: yeah um i am mean definitely a bit of a football late bloomer um originally from canada i've been in the country now for almost well just a couple months shy of five years um my first intro to football i was probably actually like 12 13 obviously not a massive sport back home unfortunately although growing um and there was a preseason tour, a Premier League preseason tour, and it was Chelsea-Liverpool playing uh, in Toronto at the Skydome. Big up, Chelsea. Which was cool. I had no cool. idea uh, International. the scale of the teams that I was watching. And to be perfectly honest, the only thing I remember is the two drunk guys right in front of me. that got tossed before the game started. <laughs> uh, and that was my first introduction to football culture as well, which was thrilling. Do you, re- do you remember the score? No, not at all. Where was it? Uh, it was in Toronto at the Skydome. I'm going to find it's it like over a decade ago. So, um, yeah, like I was always massively into sports. I played tons of sports back home, never football um, or at the time soccer. Um, <coughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, being passionate about, uh, sports like ice hockey and baseball. When I moved here, unfortunately that passion quickly dwindled because watching games that start at the earliest at midnight it's oh rubbish and really yeah. difficult to follow. Yeah. Yeah. So I went from, you know, passionately following these sports in my home teams to being kind of thrown into football culture, I suppose. Um, the first game I watched in England was uh, Norwich versus Man City, FA Cup game, probably, you know, four or five years ago now. Well, four years, I suppose. And Norwich got thrashed 5-0. Oof, no um, change there. But like <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, like, distinctly <laughs> remember the sound coming from the small away section of Man City fans. Yeah. Um, And, like, again, being reintroduced to the passion behind uh, football followers and and supporters. And, um, yeah, that just kind of fell in love with the whole environment. Uh, Yeah. So that's kind of my first uh, English, proper English football experience. Um, And, you know, my love kind of quickly grew from there.
0: The only thing I can find at the moment is a Liverpool Porto game from 2004.
2: Oh, I mean, it was a, r- a red and blue team. It was definitely Liverpool.
0: I've got Liverpool nil Porto 1 on the 31st of July 2004.
2: Who's Sky the manager? Yeah. I was 14th, and maybe that was it.
0: Was it Jose? Was uh, it? Yeah. Maybe that's why. It was Rafael Benitez for Liverpool. The special one. It must be the special one. No, no, no. He'd just gone to Chelsea. I am not wow. one
1: of the bottle. What colour report uh, those jerseys that here?
0: Luigi Del Neri. Goal was scored by Carlos Alberto in the 85th minute.
2: Was there another game? Like, another... Red team like Arsenal, or something. I can't find. I can't <laughs> find it.
4: <laughs> oh, you like didn't yeah, as, as, you as you can see, I was extremely <laughs> enthralled with <when> what was <laughs> happening on the <laughs> pitch. <page.
2: laughs> Very memorable, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. I just loved the the atmosphere, and I think going to lots of North American sports like baseball and ice hockey, um, that was just a different atmosphere and environment altogether. And they were, you know, Canadian. Well, I would just assume most of them would be Canadian fans, but yeah. again, just the, the passion the support of those games was, was incredible, and it was so different from anything I'd experienced.
1: C- comparing the fans from North America to to here, how would you describe the differences? Like, what makes, like, when you listen well, to, st- when you go to the stadium, I, right? I, the
3: stadium. I don't know, like, maybe, it, I feel like that's an impa- unfair comparison. What about, like, North American fans watching North American sports?
1: Not, like, as in who's better, but, oh like, right. what what's the difference? What's a noticeable difference? difference? Like, are they more... Like you no, know, but like uh, I suppose I because know, like
3: football like or soccer is a new sport to them, so they probably wouldn't be as passionate as.
1: Not like necessarily about soccer, but sure, in okay, terms of enough. any sport, like yeah, and if yeah. when you go to like you know NHL games, what's the passion like compared to a football <coughs> game, for
2: so example? Uh, NHL is actually a good example because the Leafs are uh, one of the oldest teams and one of the, the largest followed, I suppose, uh, in in the sport and. I always like it, it's always the same kind of unfortunate circumstance that basically the first ten rows is, you know, suits and casuals that show yep. up late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, they, they don't they're not wearing any kit. Um, yeah, yeah. and you know, they're they're just there kind of on their phones doing business deals while the game's happening in front uh, of them. Yeah. Um playoffs, you know, maybe are different, but it it's um it's not a <sighs> it's it's a spectacle, I suppose. Like it's a it's it's not part of who they are whereas yeah. football fans in england it is very much part of their identity and it's very much uh, a romance yeah um, and and truly a passion as opposed to yeah i don't know like a, i wouldn't even say it's a treat like it's just you know corporate tickets right like and yeah. um, the real fans are kind of up way up in the nosebleeds getting yeah. getting pissed and you know really <laughs> really <laughs> enjoying the game wearing all their scarves and, and jerseys and stuff and yeah so I mean again even in that Norwich Man City game being down 5-0 you know you're still singing on the ball city you're still yeah. you know you you're just trying making to fun of them right while your team up yeah, like, trying to get them going it is it's very much part of the identity and hmm. uh, you know lifeblood of, of the british people so yeah it's just so different it's it's very much a romance here which is the biggest difference i found
0: yeah i mean obviously I can, I can see you in your toronto fc t-shirt today do you have any favorite teams from the four Great Britain nations, Scotland, England, Wales, Ireland, any teams you follow, any
2: teams you like. (coughs) So um, I'm going to make my excuses before I announce the the selection. But, (laughs) you know, obviously... (laughs) Okay, just before you make your excuses, these two
3: people, uh, three of us who support clubs here also not from the places where these clubs are in so I yeah. feel like yeah. you, you don't have yeah. to make those excuses oh, 100% I'm like I mean he doesn't have any excuse pointing at anything he's from this country Yeah, no, my brother yeah. just
0: supported Arsenal so I, well, I went for Chelsea
2: you know brotherly rivalry
3: know. surely you would be Tottenham
0: no because they played Chelsea three <laughs> weeks later <laughs> oh, so sure I, when enough. I got into football and then I just fell in love with Drogba sure enough.
2: Yeah didn't you get lucky you weren't a Tottenham supporter uh,
1: can you yeah. imagine <laughs> I would be yeah. roasting you so bad on this podcast yeah. if you were
2: well Yes. Anyway, without further <laughs> ado, when I started watching, like you know, it was n- not following it necessarily, but when I started paying attention to different sports that were on TV, yeah, um, it was at a time when uh, they're trying to grow, you know, uh, interest in, in the game in general, the the leagues, um, you know, the pre MLS MLS, if you will. So what they're trying to do is is show big market teams to North Americans to get them involved by watching you know good football. So the team that I always remember was consistently on every weekend was Manchester United. So that was kind of the the, the easy one to yes, look at Tim's look at face. We yes, <laughs> all down. see no, Tim's
1: face right now. He's got the biggest grin on his face. Yes, sir. And Ugh.
2: then when I started seeing um, my now fiance, um, her entire family was also Manchester United. Man. So again, it was is easy the to kind sort of continue that F-B trend. Oh, this um, k- he's yeah. really
1: making this like really romantic. The way now I used, I used to love say for United. I used to really. say that I
2: support Norwich and Manchester United. But like, if I if I really think about it, if I watch. Norwich lose i mean maybe it's just the nature of Your days where, and where they're at i suppose that yeah. it's yeah. almost expectation and it's not as disappointing but when i watch you know united lose to southampton week two, whatever, <clears throat> it is, yeah it's it's just extremely frustrating yeah
0: where do you see man united finishing this season then
2: um I think I think a lot of that depends on what happens with the manager. I th- I'm not an all. What out. do you mean by what happens? I'm, the I'm manager? not I'm not an all-out guy, but I, I don't necessarily think always a guy to win Manchester United trophies. Interesting. Um, I think they've got the team to win trophies, but I yeah. don't necessarily think that they have the direction. It just seems to be like a. It's not even a get the ball to Ronaldo. A get the ball to Ronaldo strategy would be better than what they're doing now. This is a lot of individual brilliance that they're relying on, and mm. it's just not happening
3: right. Well. You, you ha- Ty, midweek or uh, late last week, you had a hot take for me about this, this um, Man United thing. Yeah. Can to share right now?
1: I actually think that you're playing worse with Ronaldo because I think the team wasn't ready for Ronaldo. Uh, I explain this in, in the way in which I think of there are certain teams that benefit from having a certain type of player. And I think the way that Man United were being set up by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is that they were being set up to have almost Bruno Fernandes as, like, you know, the playmaker, goal scorer. Greenwood starting to, you know, you know le- really lean into his abilities as a goal scorer as well. Um, Pogba as well having a bit more freedom. But um, I think the moment Ronaldo came in, yeah. I think it really disrupted United because it's like, well, what, what do we do now? Are we... You know, are we a team that relies on Ronaldo? Can I score? If I score, or if I miss, I know Ronaldo would have been in a better position. Can I? You know, the the ability to, you know, to do what they were able to do so well at the beginning of the season before you got Ronaldo. Yeah. Your play has changed.
2: Yeah, know? yeah, I agree. I think I think the way that they're currently setting. It, I think like if you think um, if Sancho doesn't find form and and Greenwood continues on the right. And then Rashford comes back and plays on the left. You've got like two inside forwards and Ronaldo, who are all just playing towards the same spot. Yeah. Um, even Bruno, kind of making late runs. I think they're better off. Hopefully, Sancho finds some form, plays as a winger. Pogba on the left, obviously, pending Sancho. Rashford, and just throw balls in. You, you've got like one of the best aerial players in the world, yeah, um, maybe of all time, yeah. um, and Cavani, you know, to come in and, and sub in for him, who also is incredibly talented in the air. Just start throwing balls in. You know Shaw's a great crosser. Wan is not necessarily, but he, he's getting better going forward. But yeah, uh, yeah, they, they haven't figured out how to play with us. So I think. Like that.
3: I think before Ronaldo came, the way Oli tried to set up the team was a little bit more free flowing. Yeah, more interge- interchangeable play between the front front three, playing off Bruno or whoever plays in Bruno's spot. But now that um, Ronaldo is here, you have you, there is a lot more rigidity in the way you mm. you, you, you attack, and I think. I, I've only really watched a little bit of Man United before Ronaldo came in, a little bit of football after after he's arrived. And my excuse is, um, are, you know, we, we work Saturdays and, and Sundays I'm at church. But um, it just feel like they've lost a little bit of that, that, that flow and the rhythm. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, that's Ty's th- hot take number one. I was <laughs> going to say, it's <laughs> an
0: impromptu Ty's takes. Uh, I think it will... This week for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a big one. Yeah. I think how he... Sets up his team tomorrow against Villarreal is a big indication of whether they're going to do well this season. You know, to lose them in the Europa League final last year, mm. play them in the group stage after losing the first round to young boys, and then it, 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 it's it's a big fixture for for Oli if he gets his tactics right and they win. I think he becomes less scrutinized. But if he loses again in the Champions League, yeah, I think pressure piles up, doesn't it? Yeah. Pressure piles up. I just, a-
1: yeah, I just look at the at the team and Ronaldo bruno fernandez greenwood and lingard and fred are your top goal scorers with ronaldo scoring four and fernandez scoring four greenwood scoring three lingard who played as a sub in two games scoring two and fred scoring one which is a disparity to the other top teams like obviously city uh they have like probably every single player except for edison scoring a goal but i wouldn't be surprised if he scores one um chelsea having only 10 10 players scoring different goals so I think that's where I feel like Ronaldo coming in has definitely changed that. But where do you want – where do you think they can finish with Ole <clears> in the <throat> team? Um,
2: again, like I, I I think Sancho could be one of the best players on the pitch if he starts to find some form. I think that he has the potential to, to displace Greenwood. He's still so young, right? Like, obviously, really? Greenwood's an incredibly talented player. But it's like Saka and Smith-Rowe. Like, they can't just both keep playing mm. um, in Arsenal. So – um i would love to see sancho catch form i think him and rashford could form a really good partnership um but i just think they have to keep getting that ball into him and and see what happens with bruno making late runs and, and continuing to kind of dominate from a a playmaking perspective but i think they can definitely finish top 4 i mean the competition for top 4 is i think the gap between say <clears throat> top 6 even to the rest of the pack is is yeah. you know growing again Arsenal's obviously finding some form, but I don't think it'll continue because their form against top teams is, is not great. Um, Tottenham, I mean, they just can't figure it out. Kane <laughs> doesn't know what position he plays anymore. No. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can see them easily getting top four again, um, probably behind, you know, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man City.
0: Anyway, speaking of the top four thousandth, take away 3,000. This is, is <laughs> <fantasy> football, <laughs> this is the bit where we can find. This the is some very time. dodgy math. So, well, well, for the last for the last few weeks, we've hinted that we have a friend that is very good at fantasy football. Very good, as and a very uh, that friend is a Ray. Um, just remind us where you finished last season in fantasy football in the world. In the world. Uh, One
2: thousand seven hundred eighty-eight. Dear heavens, the whole and world. That
3: was the f- how many season you've been. That was like? my
2: first season. Oh, just, just to offend everyone, what did you call your team? Um, the soccer players. <laughs> <laughs>
1: classic name if people knew that an american and his first uh, sorry, american a canadian his first ever ever fpl it's more of this. a crime that you just called him an american <laughs> to well, nice. I, know, no, I don't know, know. i kind of want to go
3: into that actually why you know uh, your your backgrounds with why like sort of your sports history because i remember we talked about this in my other pod yeah. uh, a little bit um how you like, plug Well, yeah, but I haven't recorded episode nine months, so I don't know what what (laughs) plug there is. Um, But yeah, like we talked about, you know, your sports history and how that sort of played into FPL, and you're kind of like the Brentford of, um, of I suppose, our FPL playing friendship circle.
2: Yeah, so I guess the reason I I wanted, well, first of all, the reason I started FPL in in general is uh, my brother-in-law and his mates all have had a a league together for a couple of years. Um, They know that I started watching football, obviously, and started talking about football and, and speaking sense, I suppose, for the first time, which was exciting for them. Um, and basically said, just join this league and check a tenor in just to add to the pot basically so we can take your money, which obviously <laughs> I, I won that league, which was great. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, I mean, I just really enjoyed So I've always played fantasy sports. i played fantasy baseball and uh, fantasy ice hockey for ages. My friends played fantasy American football that's a very kind of North American part of, of um, sports culture, I suppose. Is, Loady, is yeah, loads of friends play
0: fantasy American football, and it's it's an intense, yeah, it's brilliant, oh, it's intense, an, an intense yeah. game. It's
2: extremely different. Um, for example, it's it's like FPL draft, right? So you mm, each yeah. team can only have one player yeah. once. Um, which I think is one of the, the things that drew me to FPL is is just totally different altogether. Um, but the reason, I, I mean, I've won fantasy baseball a couple of times with um, with my mates and that was always a sport that i was most in love with so it was easy for me to kind of follow but baseball is uh, such a statistical sport um it's been said many times that baseball is the most statistical sport in the world there's there's uh, you know a thousand different ways to view any scenario (coughs) um, with statistics and and i just kind of took that same approach to to fpl which i think is a a a different approach maybe than most people take um I think it helps as well that I don't have any like extremely passionate affiliations with any team obviously I'm a Manchester United supporter but I would never make decisions on my FPL team based on the fact that I support a team yeah um and I think a lot of decisions are made based on those things or based on you know this team Uh, like I could see a lot of people bringing in Arsenal assets for example after they destroyed Tottenham this week but know i wouldn't be tripling up for example because they just it's a one-off right i think one thing that i've learned is you can't you can't get last week's points you have to kind of look forward um so some examples i've got of that this year is like bringing sar in two games ago before he had a 15 pointer and an eight pointer um bringing in jimenez trusting in him he's finally got his goal we'll probably stick with for a while so it's just um looking at statistics and like wolves are the the best example of. uh, like using advanced statistics as well, like expected statistics, so expected goals, expected assists, which basically takes kind of luck out, which might seem silly to some people because luck's always going to play a factor in, in, in any sport. But yeah, once I started playing like that and looking at kind of predictive stats and uh, fixture runs and things like that, then yeah, I started to see some success, which was great. And also, you know, finding some sources that I enjoyed following and, and watching and things like that so
0: how how long would you say on average you spend on on in a week <laughs> on your on your <laughs> fantasy team? um because cause that wasn't just a one-off you're also top fifteen thousand this year right currently yeah
2: yeah 15. in five, the world again ladies and gentlemen yeah. yeah in the world yeah yeah this is a better start than i had last year actually <laughs> much better so
0: it's not a fluke so it must take He's some, really good. some preparation uh
2: yeah like lots um i think m- most of, i used to play a lot of like mobile games and stuff uh, which is what I use my phone for, um, yeah. and then since then, like basically all my free time, I'm a dad too, which is really sad because my free time is minimal and it's almost entirely spent on FBL. Uh, <laughs> international <laughs> breaks are the worst. I think I think last international break this this season between I think about game three and four. Yeah. I think I had about 120 screenshots of different team variations and transfer options and things like that. Wow. Um, wow. Which I, I promptly deleted because it was a bit embarrassing.
3: Well like um, <laughs> you, before we record it you showed me a glimpse
2: of what that looks like. Show the two. No. not a joke. This isn't actually too bad for me. That's from Sunday. Wow. So yep. that's one, two, three, four. That's seven different team options. I've got um, three different screenshots of uh, fixtures. Yeah. I've got uh, a fixture difficulty rating chart. I've got another fixture difficulty rating chart.
1: Are we going to see a YouTube video if you're saying, I was ranked number 1,000? I so don't if know. if you follow my <laughs> tips right now, I uh, will. I don't know <laughs> if the,
3: these <laughs> skills are transferable, but I reckon you do pretty well as a stockbroker.
1: Uh, I get the feeling so too, yeah. yeah.
2: There's less on the line, right? I'm not I'm not invested. And I think that's why, um, that It. I don't want to say easier because it's definitely not easy. And there's still a massive kind of, luck effect happening but I'm just not that invested I don't really care if Manchester United like you know I'm happy to hop off Ronaldo soon and jump on a Chelsea who I've got no affiliation with because their fixtures look incredible
0: yeah they've got a good run of eight seven eight games I think but
2: I'm also like uh, you know here's a good example is I'm also realistic in the fact that Chelsea is a clean sheet monster but they don't score a lot necessarily. No. They've had games where they score a lot, but I'm definitely going to go, you know, double defense and Lukaku. I'm not going to be looking at any mids who are too interchangeable in ducal cool yeah. system anyway.
3: Yeah. I had Havertz for seven weeks. I really consider <sighs> starting weeks? with him, but
0: I think I think the only midfielder I would ever take as a Chelsea fan is Jorginho, just for the fact that he will be on penalties. Will he? Yes. Yeah. I st- I, st- I stand by Georgie and, until he misses another one. I don't think Lukaku will get on penalties.
1: No. He still has the highest percentage of. Penalties scored mm. in the entire. I think outside in the entire, of the Euros. Outside the Euros, yeah. <laughs> but even if you c- include the Euros, like collectively, I think he still has the highest. But I get what you mean by I think a lot of people when they play FPL is they'll use like the emotion, like they'll be like, oh, you know what? I'll put Pookie in this this week because, you know, I want him to do really well. No. And, you know, I think this is the game where he gets a hat trick against Liverpool or something. Well, um, uh, when actually, I don't think. Like you're saying, right, you have to you just have to take emotion out of Completely it and, and it, yeah. play it as as it's meant to be, which is using stats and seeing who can get you the best points given the results and the games they have ahead of them.
0: Just to kind of show people the difference between places. How many Total points have you have you got this year so far? Four hundred
2: and forty nine. I don't even need to look at my team for that. Four hundred and forty nine, that. and that's
0: <laughs> top fifteen thousand. So I'm I'm currently on three hundred eighty three, and I am nine hundred ninety five thousand five hundred in the world. It's a big goal. That's a big goal. We're
2: only really like about six, of the way in though. It's a long season, right? Like I could easily <laughs> drop down. That's what he keeps telling me. Season. Yeah, look uh, at
0: this. I could easily drop. To put that into perspective, Tim, you to the top ten. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim's on <laughs>
3: 350. <laughs> yeah, 315, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I need and to start playing because uh, uh, I'm right, missing out. So uh, uh, d- d- it's just
1: too much time. Wait, well, hang on. I so d- I d- I'm not as statistical as 15
3: all.
2: 1,500.
3: 15,000.
0: 15,500. I am 995,000 And overall. you have
3: 300 and how many points? Uh, 58. Bear
0: with, it? bear with. 383. 83. So
3: I have 315, uh, nothing to be um, proud of. Uh, my terrible. overall... S- up, uh, ranking is three million nine hundred and
2: eighty seven thousand and three hundred and seventy six oh i don't I don't God. really think rank means anything until game week ten um because between the first two international breaks um and the first ten game weeks and people getting frustrated and people you know finding other things to do at the time half the managers stop playing
1: yeah plus as well there's um there's a m- more run of games as you get beyond game week 10 yeah. where it's like midweek games there's no champions league yeah so teams like rotation wise right it's people going to rotate more players so people start to lose points i yeah. guess is that also yeah. in your mind yeah. when you play especially in
2: the, in the age of covid like you know there's going to be yeah uh, you know obviously you've always got injuries any season but in the age of covid where all of a sudden you know in Golden contact just got announced that you're know, not that yeah. he's a fantasy asset necessarily Sh- but He'll be out for two weeks. Um, Arsenal early on in the season had some some COVID issues, and so yeah. you know their players drop out. So I think before last season it was get all of your money into your starting eleven and have the cheapest bench that plays that you can have. Whereas that's you know be getting less and less the strategy, um, especially now as well with the you know Ronaldo and Lukaku coming in. It's it just is such a different dynamic because there's so many different premiums, and everybody wants the premiums. everyone wants the big names, but you just can't afford them all. And I'm very much a two premium, two premium player. None of this three premium nonsense.
1: So, who are your oh. go-to premium players?
2: Uh, right now, it's Ronaldo and Salah. Salah. Salah is the FPL king. If your team doesn't have Salah, that's the first mistake you need to correct.
1: <laughs> um, Why did you laugh,
2: Tim? No, just because it's true. Oh, okay.
1: I thought you were laughing. Like, yeah, this, that's me not no, no, doing no. that. I'm dumb. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> uh,
2: the popular pick, obviously, is is um, Ronaldo Tilakaku in game week seven. Yeah. Because Chelsea's amazing fixture swing. I've got some other issues, so I'm, I'm probably going to book that transfer in for game week nine. United have Everton, and Leicester next, uh, both at home. Yeah. Um, Everton's defense isn't great. Leicester's defense has been awful this year, so I'm happy to kind of to book it for them. I mean, Ronaldo's got three goals in three games. Yeah. Like he's still scoring. He's still going to be the best aerial threat. He's got one of the best expected goals on the season so far. And again, he's only played three games, so I think he'll he'll come good. And I can make some other, de- you know, defensive transfers like getting double Chelsea defense. Um yeah. Man City's got a fixture swing after next week against Liverpool. So that's another transfer I'll we'll be booking in as well. So,
0: Yeah, three-game fixture swing. Burnley, Brighton, Crystal Palace, Full Man United. There, <laughs> is, there, is, there is a tactic, and I did Say see Brighton? it. I mentioned this, I think, once to you, A-Ray. This tactic I saw on Twitter that you can, I think, comfortably up until like game week 17, 18, you can just rotate Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Kane, and you are always got easy fixtures. I think Chelsea have, I think it's from this week, because Chelsea now have Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley. Um, I think game week 12, they then play Leicester, in which you can switch to Ronaldo, who plays Watford. You've got it there, haven't you? Yeah. Game week 13, Chelsea and Man United play wrote each it. other. You can then go to Kane. Like, You can bank yourself kind of points. Yeah. I'll put that yeah. in brackets, because yeah. people can blank.
2: The only value you have in, in premiums is if you captain them. Um, you can only captain one player each week. So having... Two is good because you can bounce back and yeah. forth. Having three, it just kind of defeats the point, um, especially because of the sacrifice that you have to make to the rest of the team. So, Would yeah. Salah
1: be a go to captain then, would you say? Because he's yeah. guaranteed nearly a goal every game Yeah, at this point and assists Definitely. as well.
2: They've got one of their f- toughest fixture swings coming up this season so far. Yeah. Um, yeah they
0: have City, then Watford, then United, then Brighton, Ooh. then West Ham, and Arsenal. I wouldn't call
3: yeah. Man United
2: tough. No, not defensively. So yeah, it's on still and off. Though. But but even still, I mean, the the only the only games that are really really difficult to score in this year is going to be you know home and away to to City and Chelsea. <clears throat> I think any other team can can concede. But you also have to consider like Arsenal's defense is pretty good now. Brighton's defense has always been good. They're not going to be kind of easy games. Even Southampton defensively looked yeah. okay. I don't think that's that's going to stay consistent. Though I think that's a kind of a one off down game for for City, but. Yeah, there's, you know, Wolves, decent defense, things like that. So I think uh, fixture difficulty is helpful, but I think it it's more helpful to kind of look at it yourself and almost make two two fixture difficulty ratings, one for offense and one for defense, because a game against Brighton uh, for defense, great. They're probably not going to score too much, um, but for offense, um, maybe not so good because their defense historically has been, especially in the last couple of seasons, has been pretty good.
0: Okay, so going off that, because that was kind of like a, a little hint there. Let's say if any new players wanted to sign up and start playing fantasy football, let's take Ty, for example, That's not done me. fantasy football before, what three tips would you give cool. to a player going into fantasy football? In week six. Um,
2: yeah, like I take that, that first <laughs> one. From week six, uh, just like in general. Yeah. Watch, watch
0: me climb
1: up the ladder. <laughs> so you're not going to create a monster here.
2: The first one I just said for sure is, is take the fixture difficulty rating with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, and try and make your own sort of um, and and split it into two offense and defense because it's it's completely different obviously depending on who you're playing Um, two would be uh, don't be afraid okay no actually two would be don't waste chips Um, you get two wild cards one in each half of the season a free hit and a bench boost Um, and it's really easy to be frustrated one week and use a chip um, to try and kind of claw back maybe a handful of points Um, yeah there's going to be times in the season where you, you are going to, especially again, going back to the, the age of COVID, where you might have two injured players and two other players that are suddenly have COVID and are out. There's four players, so you you still got, you know, 10 starters potentially, but maybe they're not ideal. Maybe their fixtures are starting to swing. That might be a good good plan to, to kind of use it. Um Free hit. Uh, and bench boost both look for double game weeks and blank game weeks there's going to be times throughout the season when fixtures are moved or postponed due to FA Cup League Cup Champions League things like that that are gonna you know even last year we had disruptions to Liverpool United got got pushed back because of protest so there's going to be times when suddenly maybe your top you know if you tripled up on two of those teams now you got six players not playing so Use those chips wisely. Um, Don't use them rashly and out of frustration. Bench boost again, double game weeks. Like anytime you can target four, five, six teams that are playing twice in one week, obviously you're going to maximize your points. Yeah. Um, So using a free hit or bench boost to to kind of bring those players in to use them. Um, And my last tip would be, let's see. I had one in my head just before I started that one. Oh, plan transfers. Um, I've always got, like right now, I've got three weeks worth. So this week, next week, and the week after, I know exactly Whoa. what transfers I'm going to make already. Um, obviously, you have to be flexible with that because, yeah. again, things can happen that are going to change that. Uh, just got news today that it looks like Trent could be up for up to Three weeks. Yeah. Last the week, the popular move was bringing in players like uh, Rhys James, who obviously got hurt. Shaw also got hurt, so that's an easy kind of move out. Yeah. Um. So would be willing to be flexible, but like definitely have transfer plans that you can remain flexible with, um, and, and try and stick to them so that, that you can make you know, yeah. You can avoid those rash <laughs> rash decisions. Like, oh, for a new I mean players, that's yeah, that's yeah an of course. International 100%. break after this weekend, isn't there as well? Yeah. Yeah. So that's another one. Like you know, it's a really popular wild card in game week seven, but mitigate risk. Okay. make some transfers eat up eat wild card, or eat game week 7 and do that wild card in game week 8 when you've got more information yes yeah, so
0: just bear in mind like people who don't play so you get one free transfer a week you can stack that for two weeks and if you need to make more than the transfers you've got it costs you four points in total so yeah it is, it is all about planning and preparation isn't it yeah, it. yeah.
2: and last year I, w- I wasn't as meticulous uh, believe it or not even with that finish I, I probably took about 20 hits for the season so that's 80 points mm. yeah Again, you know, it allows you to, if they can hit one week, yes, it's minus four points, but you get a player in a week early and you also get an extra transfer the next week, as in your one free transfer back to make a different transfer. So you can usually get those points back. But
0: I mean, I, rem- I remember speaking to you Saturday morning at 10 to 11 and the deadline was 11 being like, I, I need to make a transfer. And <laughs> I bought in an and he got me two points didn't even do anything. Wee. So definitely worth planning, planning ahead when you can. Um, so, I mean, one of the f- final questions I'm going to ask you if you were to, g- I don't, I don't want you to tell us your team for this weekend because that kind of give well, it final away. questions People on FPL. Uh, final question FPL. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you look for this weekend in terms of the fixtures? I mean, I can read you the fixtures if you if if you need them, but I know you probably would have. He does. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even <coughs> those was injured. Like was what kind play. of like who are you looking at in defense? Who are you looking at in attack? Who are You looking at midfield? Um,
1: we talked about this actually just before, right? Where yeah. we mentioned how you're hoping for certain players to start playing you mentioned about the left back situation right yeah
2: so yeah. um especially with champions league this week um happening you know now and tomorrow you're up the next day and good old Europa conference league happening thursday as well um, for, ta- for tottenham fans <laughs> um <coughs> just make sure you kind of it's it's so easy so i, I kind of broke this for myself but like I, I try not to make early transfers um I try and wait until friday if Headline yeah. saturday or even saturday morning to make those final transfers because obviously again things can happen in training things can happen in these europe europe games uh, midweek um so i did book it a transfer to, to save a, a price rise which i'll tell you right now like <clears throat> uh, minus four points or a hit is definitely not worth point one in value so just let the prices change and adjust those transfer plans that you would have made but mm. i am definitely looking to see who's starting for chelsea in defense tomorrow um yeah, you know, I was definitely interested to see who was starting up front for Man City today. Um, Torres again doesn't get a start. Does he then start next week? It's um, a Liverpool game, right? Y- yeah, uh, yeah. This week is Liverpool. Yeah, 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 Liverpool. Yeah. But they're playing PSG, and again, like Torres not starting. Grealish surprisingly started every game, and I think he's played 90, almost 90 minutes in every game for City, which is strange for especially right, right. for for Pep. Of, yeah, and yeah. In an
1: injury-prone player as well, like like him as well. Yeah. Grealish.
2: Um, I think this year is the year of value, value midfielders. So, you know, I'm keeping my eye on people like Saka, Smith Rowe, uh, Buemo. I don't know if I'm saying that name right for Brentford. Um, Mm. oh, let's see. Like Ben Rama has been, been playing great this year. Um, Gallagher and Crystal Palace has been playing great. Mm. Um, obviously Sarr has been playing good recently. Traore has had great numbers, but just couldn't put it together, but he's historically not been a great finisher. So let's just, yeah, see, see what happens midweek, um, Southampton has another fixture run, and they play Chelsea. So I'm interested to see what their defense looks like against a team like Chelsea this weekend. Um, Everton, I don't know if DCL is going to be back. So it's just, yeah, it's lots of... Just look out for things that are going to affect those transfer plans. Yeah,
0: I mean, I could say from a Chelsea point of view there's a lot of players out currently for us. No Pulisic. I know Mount's still injured. Uh, um, It's a very... I think the Tantane attack now as well. Yeah, so well, the attack that starts probably tomorrow night will probably be a, a similar attack that plays at, at the weekend because the options are very limited now, unless yeah. you bring in people like Loftus Cheek, like Hudson Odoi, Barkley, and I mean, injury numbers are starting to add up a little bit for Chelsea. Not as an excuse for anything that may happen, but it, it, it is like they could lose someone in midweek and then that could completely ruin your plans.
1: So, yeah, exactly. Always worth waiting. Always worth waiting. Nice. Just well. some great updates. Club Rouge 2-1 two to Leipzig, Liverpool 2-0. And, wow, really good games.
2: Yes. I just really hope mommy. Chilwell, Did Chilwell I still starts this, this midweek. I, I,
1: th- I think Chilwell
0: will start tomorrow Good, night. because
2: I've, I've already transferred in Alonso, which is such a risky move to make before before Champions League, and I really I'd need I'd him d- to start I don't see again.
0: Alonso playing against pacey players like Quadrado and... I can't remember his name. It with K. Kuleszewski. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if he plays. Of. And obviously, they don't have any strikers at the moment. Juventus, they're down to Moise Keane. So. It's Kiyosu. Physicality. Yeah,
1: yeah t- actually, yeah, good point. Chiesa will probably play a yeah. above
0: him.
2: They play a two-striker system last year with Ronaldo, right? So they'll probably continue that.
1: Uh, yeah, in uh, in La Liga this season. Oh, uh, no, La Liga. <laughs> Serie, Serie, a. Serie A, sorry. They I haven't played right, sure Two, two strikers, <laughs> uh, usually. <laughs> yeah, I think on the weekend, it was... Dabala and uh, Morata uh, mm, in Syria, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, oh, well, I, I think I, I'm probably I'll probably give it a go and see. It's so much fun. I, I think I the th- statistics-wise <coughs> is probably where maybe someone like myself, where it's that investment of time. But it's funny because I actually watch you know match of the day and these stats that you're mentioning, I, I do think about them in, in my head without realizing it, but I've never applied it to to nearly anything yeah. at all.
2: The biggest thing is it's just allowed me to be so much more invested in football and it's yeah. made me enjoy watching games more because there's more kind of, I suppose, on the line, yeah, and more to cheer for. You know, I'll probably find myself watching this like, you know, I've got no one on Tottenham and no one on Villa, but lots of people do. So yeah. I'll watch a game like Spurs, Villa, hoping for a nil-nil. Just like people's fantasy like I'll, I'll watch a football game hoping that it ends nil nil. <laughs> yeah, so no one gets points. And is it's just as exciting for me as well. Is that why slow on, on Saturday? Oh yeah, just, yeah. that? this
3: is why work goes so slow on Saturday. Oh yeah. I just I just hope that
1: they're like, why is it so slow here? They're like hmm, maybe it's <laughs> because we're all watching the fantasy <laughs> league.
2: <laughs> I usually just desperately hope that I'm on repairs so I've got an opportunity to put it on my phone. Uh,
3: anyway, since now you've become a little bit of a football connoisseur. Oh. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some bombs out there. So as a I suppo- I don't you're not <coughs> really an outsider outsider of a game, but I suppose because you didn't grow up with it, as someone who's whose first experience with football came after your exposure to other sports, what I'm really curious about is if you could make changes to the sport as it is right now. Um, let's f- I suppose hone in on club football for now. Mm. What what would you do differently if you're a Wenger? You can come up with like your <laughs> next.
2: Oh, ten suggestion again. to club football. What would you do? Do you welcome? Um, this is probably going to be controversial because I've actually thought quite a bit about this over the week. Um, because again, it, it, it being fairly new to the sport, you know, like it took me a while to figure out why there's so many back passes and stuff, right? And it's like it's yeah. just it's just strategy to yeah, build up, it's yeah. things like that. So I, I wouldn't change rules. Potentially, I would look at some sort of salary cap. Oh to yeah. help oh, protect everyone's
3: throwing looks now. Help uh, protect yeah. that gap I that like continues
2: that. to grow between the top six and, and the rest of the league. Um obviously without it it makes teams like, you know, Leicester winning the league much more exciting. Yeah. Um, and the payout significantly more with that five thousand and one odds. But I just think sometimes it seems a bit ridiculous for, you know, Man City's B team to be able to beat most teams in the Premier League.
1: Yeah. I mean that B team is like probably worth ten times still more than like Brighton, right? Yeah, Norwich. Yeah. Anyone like that? Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, now it doesn't necessarily mean that smaller teams can spend more, but it definitely yeah. protects bigger teams from spending everything.
1: I don't think any of us here would disagree with that, because actually last week we were uh, talking about the importance on the last episode. Sorry, about the imp- like how fans have now changed because because of this, because you know for these salary caps to be met, they have to increase the prices for TV deals and stadium deals as well which also means now that uh teams like you know the man cities the chelsea's they can get away with it uh, there's a set top six uh i think tim mentioned how in other sports especially like american sports right or you know northern american sports there's less of a knowing as to who will win it like mm. guaranteed yeah of course there's like obviously the patriots had their run but it was never always like set yeah. that that's going to be the case whereas With here, it's like whoever spends the most is most likely going to win it, and in this case, has always been the highest spenders, except for the odd fluke here or there. Or obviously, it's not like set in stone, but it's usually been the case. But having that salary gap also means youth players have more of a chance to actually play in the game. Hundred percent. And it also means that, you know, when we're supporting the game, there's I think there's more to lose. There's not just a even like when it comes to management, there's not just a fire him because he spent 550, 500 million pounds. It's just okay. He's got a team this year. Let's see what he can do with it. And I think it'll be more exciting because teams will be a bit more equally, uh, di- you know, at, you know, dished out. So like I would, as a Chelsea fan, watching us play Norwich, I would actually have genuine fear we could lose if there was a salary gap. Yeah. As opposed to now, where I'm like, well, I mean, what well, you know, we could our B team is probably still stronger than their B team and our C team is probably still stronger than their yeah. A team, so yeah.
2: I also think you'd probably stop seeing uh, astronomical transfers like a like a player like Grealish, who, you know, don't get me wrong, is a great player, but I don't yeah. think he's a 100 million pound player. No. Um, yeah, you'd you'd the you the w- tax, that is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you just wouldn't <laughs> see just transfers with that much money going, sense. so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be an interesting change. It's probably not the most popular option, but th- that's what I kind of came up with as, as what I think may be a positive change. Yeah. Do
0: you know what I'd really love? Cap every every place salary at the same amount and <laughs> then just one year do a draft. Just oh. take every single player, have them at like, you know, Sounds 40, like NFL. 40k k. Sounds week. like the purge, for like yeah. football team. Yeah. You know, get every team to submit their Premier League squads and then from all those players, just divide them between yeah. teams. And like do it
2: do it like, like North American sports, where if you finish last, you get first pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. imagine like <laughs> Norwich going into
0: the season just picking Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> or they get Harry Kane back. Harry Kane back ma- in green. They actually get Messi. <laughs> and, uh, and then Brentford come up and they take uh, Mo Salah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Can like a random messy? team
1: living in Um, Attleboro
3: (laughs) (laughs) I've got a question so (laughs) the um before I go into my point um
2: MLB Mm -hmm. is it a hard cap or a soft cap so yeah so that's a it's kind of what I was going to bring up as well like there there is a salary cap it it's kind of a mix of both like most teams can't afford to spend up to the salary cap anyway yeah Yeah. you know you would see the same thing in, in EPL um but teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers who yeah. are you know the richest teams in in the country will just go well over that and and pay a tax back to the yeah. league where that tax goes I don't know and maybe if that's an option you spend over yeah. then you pay a tax to smaller clubs yeah maybe that's an option I don't know where that money even goes not like the the league itself needs it but yeah they just they just overspend pay a tax back to the league yeah and win trophies
3: well here's the thing right cuz I was looking at looking at the different um, American sports championship over the last 5 years or last 10 years and um only really in the NBA where there are repeats or dynasties because the NBA has a sort of soft cap where if you go over the 100 million or whatever the cap is set at you just pay luxury tax and repeater tax to so like um the warriors at the moment are i think 40 mil over over the the cap and they're paying because the owners are like super rich hmm. they're paying like 120 mil in uh luxury tax wow to the league for going over the 40 mil because they've repeated that four years now yeah um but they're still highly competitive as a team because they can afford it so it just i suppose like for those of you who don't understand caps you, you wouldn't really understand what i'm talking about it's just a whole lot of gibberish but it adds for me like as a as someone who likes to read into sports that adds, adds another layer of like complexity to the game which i kind of I'm excited about.
1: It um, also means teams need to be smarter as to who they sign. Like right now, you know, if ch- like we see Chelsea, who's who bought players like De Bruyne and Salah yeah. over the years, losing them, there has to be a smarter play when it comes to who you transfer in, because right now you can almost just chuck money, expect it to get it back, and just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. Whereas with the cap, it just means that okay, you've done this. But it doesn't mean you can just keep doing it and doing it and doing and it. And I again. also
3: think as well, like I i like to bring up Van Beek every week. Yeah. But like a case like Vanderbeek and Man United, that probably wouldn't happen as often anymore. Because no. you don't have the luxury of paying forty mil for a player who you're not gonna pay. Play. Yeah. So that adds another like, you know, if you're gonna buy a player you're gonna actually want to have that player. Yeah. And potentially it would involve teams investing more into their backroom staff and like their facilities, front office can. staff yeah. rather than just Two hundred and fifty million Neymar.
1: Mm. Yeah, the problem is, is this is this is of all the ideas, this is never going to happen. No, no, there's definitely. just way too much money in football. Yeah. It's got way so it's got so much money that yeah. even if no one could even propose, I feel like if. No. We even walked in and said salary. The yeah. door would be shut the second we even say anything like I that. I think
2: it, I think it would also ruin the loan system, which yeah. I, th- I think the loan system is is super effective, especially for younger players to get their opportunity to get to get minutes and development and things like that. So, yeah, I agree. I don't think it would ever work, but I th- I, yeah, I mean, if there only if only there was a way that there was not to punish but to help the teams that don't have the money yeah. versus yeah. I, the teams I, I that I think that it have. I think it
0: could work, but it's down to UEFA to govern it because you couldn't. Cause like we have some financial fair play rules that you know you, very, you can very soft salary capped based on Team's financial turnover. Yeah, I think that's the goal. Like, if we were to introduce something in the UK, would fall, would then fall quite far behind the rest of Europe. So it it has, it has to be UEFA that governs it, and it has to
2: be a European wide. The same UEFA that just dropped all sanctions against the Super League teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Well it's kind
3: of like the same. You know, when we're talking about FIFA the other week, like I don't trust FIFA to make these changes. At the same time, we don't trust UEFA. Like, yeah,
1: for every good thing that one will do, there's still like twenty. Like the worst things that they they've yeah. possibly done, and uh, and again, right? This is just disproves that. Mm. Do you think Barcelona, with what they're going through, will be like, yeah, let's have a salary cap? Pfft, no, they're not gonna do <laughs> that. There's there's no way they're gonna do that.
3: I'm gonna do a tie before we go into our next section, which is predictions. But when we're talking about changes um, to the game, I had these two thoughts because I watch a lot of basketball. Um, how do you guys think about like a shot clock in? I, I can't stop laughing. Get, like <laughs> it. A Get shot clo- out. A Tim. shot clock violation. Oh. See, you look at a like, you know, man you know from two years ago, like during the Van Hell years, they were just passing backwards and passing sideways. Come on, make a shot, do something. Or like a backcourt fl- no, violation. No,
1: no, 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 Tim. Football <laughs> cannot be played that way, okay? The difference with football and other sports is there is different ways of playing the game. And it's not that simple. It's not like basketball where it's high tempo, right? When you when you play you've played basketball, Tim, yeah, you know the tempo is much faster. So the punishment makes sense. With football you can't if I have the ball, someone could just tackle me in two seconds. With basketball, I can hold it and the pitch is not that big. The field, you know, the the court is not that big. We can't do the same. It's not the same. You Good. can't do the same thing. Good. Now,
3: now you know how I feel when you say uh, Bielsa is elite.
0: I was going <laughs> uh, to say for once, I, I actually agree with Ty. For once. I think you agreed much, last week. I'd never agree with you, mate. Um, I am very much a fan of possession football. I like playing out from the back. I like that style of football, even if it takes you know, five minutes to get you out of the pitch. Oh, bet you that
1: FIFA player who just... Frustrates everyone.
0: Oh, 100% I am. I am I am 100% the FIFA player that passes it around the back for five minutes waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> I would not just play it over the top. But anyway, t- Tim mentioned it. Uh, A-Reyes, you're our guest. You're also in on predictions this week. Sweet. So... This is our favourite part of the show. Uh, one day I will actually add these up. I say th- I make promises a lot, and they never really come true, do they? Just like uploading. Just like <laughs> uploading. But you yeah. one day I will add up all these. Apologies
1: scores. to all listeners who don't get this on a weekly basis. <coughs> yeah. It is apologies. not me. It's not Tim. It's it, not a Yes, I appreciate it's Ty as well. <laughs> it's always Ty.
3: It's mostly Ty. Um, but some Nathan. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's time.
0: 2% let's, let's go into the, this week's fixtures then. Um, so this week, game week seven, uh, kicks off at lunchtime on Saturday. Um, Man United versus Everton. Do you want to go first or do you want to go last, A-Ray? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll go first. Go first. Go on. Drop us your prediction.
2: Uh, I'm going to go 3-2 United. I think United will concede with the Maguire and potentially shot out as well.
0: Nice. Tie? Draw. 2-2.
3: Ooh. I'm going to go 3-1 Man
1: United.
0: 3-1. I'm going to go 2-0 Everton.
1: Ooh. Wow. I think he's just doing it because he wants to rub salt. Ye of little faith. Rodon Masterclass. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in Jordan Pickford and <laughs> the Everton counter-attack.
3: I have Jordan Pickford for England, not so much for
0: for club, he's always disappears. I think. I think if United are missing defenders and they've got to come up against the likes of Townsend that have found that's found form recently and Damari Gray, who seems to be a whole new player since coming back to Everton, uh, just just see a good result coming for Everton this okay, week. Okay, question:
1: if they if if they draw the Champions League game and they lose this one, does he go? The wheels, the wheels. The wheels are it,
3: firmly falling off if that happens. I think it's gonna, the pressure will be on, and like it's not already. I don't, what I don't think so.
1: He's lost his last game. If he draws this Champions League game, he needs to win every game to at least progress further into the Champions uh, League. And if he loses or draws... I don't think he's gone
3: for sure. I think it'll become a a really interesting topic for people to talk about. I don't think he'll be He's gone. Th- I mean, it's same for
0: Nuno at the moment. I know Nuno's only lost three games in a row, but He's the pressure's already on him as well. Yeah, but but what Nuno, kind of pressure? Nobody, nobody him wanted him. Have. He,
3: he wasn't like he wasn't liked from the get-go. Yeah. The difference is he he had very. I think he was liked at the start of this month when they were top
0: of the league. He wasn't
1: even their first choice. He wasn't even a choice to begin with.
3: I think he was liked, but only like because by virtue of Arsenal being horrible. Yeah. Well, like three three one nil games, and it wasn't like convincing wins. Yeah. It was bad I don't th- think the fans were like super pleased with it. Yeah, It's too
2: bad Daniel Levy didn't have a gentleman's agreement with a backup manager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should have talked to... Uh, who was it we talked about last week? with The gentleman's agreement. Sure went Phillips. <laughs> <Sure Mike laughs> <laughs> <the best. laughs>
0: okay, next game. Uh, Burnley-Norwich. Is this the game that they no. finally get a point on the board? Not,
2: not away from home. Burnley defense has been horrendous, but I think Chris Wood's definitely going <laughs> to score a goal or two. I'm going to probably go... 2-1 burnley
1: i think it's going to be a 1-0 burnley burnley are just a team that is very hard to beat but also i think norris just can't score goals who's going to score i can't even name one person yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay
3: <laughs> you said it earlier i was like you the only reason why you have Puki in your team is because he's the only player that ch- um that um will score goals yeah he's a
2: talisman definitely but in no the Premier else. League
1: he disappears I think he's waiting to be back in the
2: championship I was so excited about guys like Rashika and, and Sargent coming in but yeah.
0: I, th- I, th- I think they will perform I think like any team when you make that many signings and losing Buendia has obviously been a, a big loss for Norwich but it, but it no will goals? always it will always take two to three months for players to start uh, gelling properly this is find the find Premier Pookie, League Pookie and Buendia never, never linked up well when they first in no first in season. the
1: first season if he came back Norwich were
2: actually really good they started the season really strong they beat City
1: and then they went on a good run where they drew games where you think okay they're not going to they've just really struggled I, I don't know I, I just think these are the games where I just don't think Norwich can do it if they
0: do it okay. What are, you go- are you going 1-0 one 1-0 nil? One nil Burnley Jim. 2-2 um,
3: 2-2 two,
0: two.
1: Two, two. wow Norwich scoring two goals
0: <laughs> Mate, I'm, go- I'm going 2-1 Norwich I think I think this is the game, right? I think this is the game that Norwich knows is a must-win now.
1: Are you going to put your Norwich players in your FPL? I might put Pookie in my FPL. Tells you know everything you need to know about how he feels.
2: <coughs> so Deadline's at 11.30 Saturday, so at 11.25 <coughs> he'll yeah. Put, yeah, Pookie yeah. put Pookie in for, 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 yeah. for <laughs> <anyone>. <laughs> You're going to
1: captain him, right? <laughs> Triple captain. <laughs> uh, next up, Chelsea-Southampton. Uh, 2-0. Same, 2-0. I think Southampton aren't...
2: The Chelsea, obviously.
1: Aren't going to... <laughs> let goals leak in, but I also do think that Chelsea need to bounce back from Man City loss, and I think they will.
3: 1-0, Chelsea.
0: I I was going to go 1-0 for a while, but you have to trust the shirt sponsor, and I think it's going to be 3-0.
1: uh
0: Leeds Watford.
2: 2-1 uh, Watford.
1: Greatest manager in the... Uh, oh, no. here we go. Um... I actually think it's going to be a 2-1 a to Leeds, actually.
2: 2-1 to Leeds.
0: I, w- I was just looking at previous results and it. Have they not played each other since 2000?
1: Wow, really? I, I must mean... Have done. Or that is, d- is that just in
0: the Premier League? Um, Watford wasn't League. in
2: the Premier League last year and Leeds wasn't in for about a decade, two decades.
1: But yeah, they were in that Le- championship for a very, very long
3: time. What was your score? 2-1. Two 2-1 one. Two one to Watford. Me, 2-1 yep. to Leeds. 2-1 Watford. I'm
1: going 1-1. One one.
0: Don't think anyone's gonna get the win. Uh, Wolves Newcastle.
2: I gotta, I gotta h- hope that my boy Jimenez carries on. I'm gonna go. Oh. Yeah, the no trajectory. See, like I'm making predictions based on what I want my FBL scores to be. So, <laughs> do you, you are emotional. Yeah. <laughs> do you want a stat? I need Jimenez start? to score and I need Semito to keep he's, a clean sheet. He's so emotionally stats-driven.
0: Do you want to? Do you want a stat? Going into this one, I know you love your stats. A stat. I had a better
2: stat for Chelsea Southampton, and that's it. The uh, Kaku scored seven goals in his last eight visits against Southampton. Oh, yeah. Wow! That stat shines, mine to be honest. <laughs>
0: uh, last three games between Newcastle and Wolves have all finished one-one. Really? Yeah, I, I was. And obviously, that's going back to twenty t- only lo- only last year, 2020. So. And
1: I and I was going to say the same thing. I think it's going to be just a just a boring nil-nil. Of all the games, I see this being the o- probably the only nil-nil in the entire the entire weekend.
2: I'll take a one-one man. I think I think Jimenez rises high. He's like so emotional after that goal. That was so nice to see.
3: Tim. Um, two one wolves.
0: I'm I'm gonna go one one two. I think the pattern stays.
3: So th- yeah,
0: they wolves and Newcastle in the Premier League have played each other twelve times and there's been nine draws out of them twelve games. Oof. So I think this I think this might follow the trend. Uh, last game on Saturday is Brighton against Arsenal. Brighton, I'm gonna win it.
2: This is my nil nil.
1: This is your nil nil. I think Brighton are on a high. I think as good as Arsenal are. I think Graham it has a way of just. Didn't they win last year against Arsenal as well? I think uh, they did.
2: It was in June. Yes. Yeah, Arsenal's they won. defense last year is different than Arsenal's defense this year, but yeah,
1: they're on a high. But also Brighton, they can score goals. Yeah, yeah they, can't. they they scored the last minute.
2: Brighton is the X ex goal. Kings. They were so good at underlying stats last year and just couldn't get it together. They were always like, Close. statistically should have been one of the best teams in the league. And this year, like if they won last night, they would have been first in the league.
1: Yeah, they would have been. And I think with with the way they're playing right now, I think they could just nick this game. Uh, easy. 1-0, 2-1. They scored
3: eight goals in six games.
2: But For a team like Brighton. That's three last night. Yeah. What? Brighton, you mean? Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, and they scored three goals last night. So yeah. that's three of that eight. Yeah. So then that makes it five goals and s- yeah. five But they, they
1: can. The XG is like six.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: So. They can. I, I, I just think Brighton, the way they're playing defensively, they're more of a team than Arsenal. I think Arsenal, yes, they are on a high, surprisingly so. Um, but, I mean, the, the teams they've been playing over the last couple of weeks, Tottenham on the down and the teams before that, Burnley. Uh, I think Burnley was the only surprise. But, really, I think Brighton – are just not going to be as easy as those other teams to play against.
2: Arsenal's away as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your score? 1-0 uh, to Brighton. They've got yeah, like great defense. Nil. You, no, you no. really do ha- hate Mikel Arteta, don't you? No, it's not about hating Mikel Arteta. I just I it said it last <laughs> week they they would <laughs> get a draw. Mm.
3: Mm. It's about BL, it's, it's about loving Bielsa. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> never I'm going to agree with Ty, 1-0 to Brighton.
0: Uh, I am going to go 2-1 Arsenal. Ooh. I think Ooh. The, only, well, the, the only team that Brighton have blanked against this season is Everton, who are a good attacking team. I think Arsenal are a good attacking team. But they well, don't concede d- Brighton. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're one of the best defences
1: in the league. Yeah, but
0: we, we, all, we all talk trash about Arsenal at the start of the season when they were missing half of their team.
1: I'm not dissing Arsenal. Okay. This I is think, between Brighton versus Arsenal. Brighton versus Arsenal. Brighton have a good defence. Are you, are you telling me, are you telling
0: me Vol- Veltman and... Dan Byrne are going to keep out Aubameyang Saka Smith-Rowe I'm going to go I with mean,
3: in honouring our
1: guests this they've week they've done so over the last year, Arsenal's, last year
3: Arsenal's XGA is 11 and there are only three teams in the league that have lower uh, higher XGA which is Leeds, Newcastle and Norwich they're going to leak
1: thank you and who has one of the best defences in the last year in 2021 Besides Chelsea, who has let in the least amount of goals at the very top of the but table? I mean, one y- of them also is you're Brighton. Saying that
0: Brighton beat Arsenal two one. I mean, Arsenal have beaten them twice since then. Since that game.
1: But who's high in the league?
0: I th- I think Arsenal were unlucky at the start of the season. They were missing players, and I think they're gonna. I, I back. don't
3: doubt it, but I also don't think the last Arsenal. three games are gonna be like. Indicative. And I'm a Chelsea fan, right? I wouldn't say Arsenal.
0: I'm not saying
1: Arsenal are not good. What I'm saying is in this game. Who is the better team?
3: Time will tell.
2: Brighton. We'll see. Are the better teams we see. We'll, we'll come back uh, next week and see who's the loser. Crystal Palace Leicester. Uh, Crystal Palace, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'm going 2-1 Palace. Leicester's defense has been awful.
1: Hmm. I think it's going to be a 2-2. Two two. I, I don't know what's going on with Leicester. Um really puzzling, but I feel like they always kind of do this where then they just pick up results near like game week eight or whatever and then they just keep keep on going With game week nine they just keep on going so i'm not worried about them but i do think this will probably end in a draw 2-2 two, two.
3: palace is playing at home they have the third best defense this year uh, um i think
1: Two. i think it's gonna be a 2-2 two, two nil then no nah, i was thinking about 2-2 two, two. i
3: think 2 one two, palace
0: I'm Solidly <laughs> going for the away team again <laughs> I think Leicester Are gonna
3: This is the one where They're come alive again
0: Yeah oh, I th- Leicester have lost against Man City, West Ham Brighton Who have played really well this year uh, Again it's a tough run of fixtures At the start of the season I think Leicester yeah. will bounce back Okay Wait did, a- did you say yours A-Ray?
2: Uh, yeah I said 2-1 to Palace 2-1 to Palace Yep
0: uh, so then we go on to the other two o'clock game, which is Spurs against Aston Villa.
3: It's like watching the unstoppable object play yeah. the yeah. unstoppable yeah. object. So this is very
0: I think yeah. Villa. Like,
2: uh, Villa uh, defense has been great this year as well. Like they've got their uh, fifth, fifth least shots against, and in the in the their shots on target against yeah. versus Tottenham's fourth worst.
1: And also, don't doesn't Villa uh, isn't <coughs> Martinez? Didn't he? Have the third best, you know, the clean sheets last season.
2: Yeah, like he was yeah. plus God, yeah. seeing the mind games. Did you see the mind games he played with that penalty as well? Yeah. Uh, you told me about Poor this. And I watched the video Poor afterwards. Fernandez.
1: Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I uh, mean, yeah. Fernandez needs therapy after that. He's watched Ted Lasso. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think I think it's Aston Villa. To be honest, they just, they're not a team anymore. For me, for me Aston Villa are almost the same level as Leicester, where they're a team that could beat anyone if they want to. they Chelsea really got lucky. I don't know how we beat them 3-0. United, I think, were beaten, you know, right, f- rightfully so. And if Tottenham aren't at their top tier best, Aston Villa can definitely win this one. Easy 2-0. I'm
2: going 1-1. I'm going one, one. I think Villa's like really good since Watkins came back and they've moved to a 5 at the back. But who scores for Tottenham, though? Probably Son. Yeah? I mean, yeah. Part, part of me really wants to go. Not, not Kane because he's a DM now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's giving Kante a run for his money. <laughs> Part of me really wants to go for a Tottenham win, but it's just that playing in Europe on a Thursday evening and yeah. then have a game on a Sunday. It always unnerves me. Um, I so I deal. think Villa might nick it on that, but I'm going to stick to my guns and go Tottenham 1-0. Did
1: they win their last game in the, in the conference?
3: Um, here's an interesting thing. Drew 2 with Renz. Because Which is why I don't think they came. Because A-Rays, yeah, and he's doing Proud, so I'm going to stat man now. Tottenham. Has the second lowest expected goal in the entire league, uh, with five point six. Tim,
0: Tim the yeah. casual has turned into Tim the uh,
2: stat man. Yeah,
3: yeah. I like pretending to you know what <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, guess <laughs> who's on the bottom?
2: For what expected uh, ex- uh, XG? Yeah. Expected goals. Norwich. Uh, yeah. Norwich.
3: Yeah. F- with five point three, so Tottenham's very dangerously close to Norwich.
1: Not surprised to be honest. This is why I just don't think they c- a draw would be likely. I think Aston Villages have more chances of scoring a yeah. goal than, than, than Tottenham can I right right now. Idea. I mean, it, it could all change. They could win like five 0 But
3: Villa two one. That's my score. Villa two one.
1: Cool. Uh, second last game of the weekend.
0: Uh, I actually got this wrong. It's actually a third two o'clock game. Love having three games at the same time. It's <laughs> annoying. Um, West Ham at home to Brentford.
1: <sighs> wow, this is
0: Brentford a London a, a London name. derby of sorts. The
2: weirdest London derby. <laughs> yeah. There.
1: Brentford on the high of drawing with Liverpool. They know how to s- they know how to find the goal.
2: Brentford. They are the money ball team. They've had a great defense this year as well so far. Every, uh, you third, remember first the third episode? Third least shots on target against. Really?
1: Um,
3: third episode. Remember, the first episode, we th- we, we br- all three of us said Brentford's going down. How stupid do we feel? I right hope did, now? did we all say that?
1: Brentford? <laughs> I didn't say Brentford. Did you not? I did not say Brentford.
3: I, said I, Brentford.
2: Right. I don't remember <laughs> Brentford. Okay. I well, don't remember gonna, saying Brentford. Well, guess
3: who's listening to episode
2: one today? <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Th- oh, I said Norwich Burnley. I think i, Norwich, I, think I, can, I can go for a lot of goals this week. but I'm still gonna go three-two West Ham.
1: Three-two West Ham. I, you know, I feel like I feel the same. I, I'll say two-one to West Ham. I just don't think they'll let in three goals, but two-one West Ham. Mm.
0: Nathan, oh, I'm. Just, I can't. Uh, West Ham at home in Europe this week. I'm just trying to have a quick look. Uh, but they, yes they, they won are. The they're playing against a Rapid Vienna, so they're
1: at home. But they won their last game, and I think they have a chance. Oh, yeah. To no, I, their I, I was just thinking,
0: like Europa League, you tend to travel further than you would if it's Champions League. So if West Ham yeah. were to go away to, you know, a country on the other side of Europe, and then have to come back and play Brentford three days later, I'd definitely go for a Brentford win. Um, but I, th- I think West Ham two one.
3: Yeah. West Ham two
0: one.
1: West Ham two one. Let's go.
0: Final final game of the weekend before international break comes around. mean Something again. has to be an England squad this week, right?
1: Engl- mm. No, it'll be next
2: week. It'll be all, it won't be this week.
1: We, we wouldn't get the the squad this what week. When are the games?
2: Probably after the weekend, I imagine.
1: Yeah, after the games. I think it's on I Wednesday.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll have a look while we go through this prediction. Uh, Liverpool against Man City. Six-pointer, potentially a, another one early in the season.
2: Man City has allowed five shots on target in six games this year. <laughs> They've been so stout defensively. I'm.
1: Uh, but <sighs> Liverpool, it's Liverpool, Man City, Liverpool at home, and... Rumors
2: s- of Trent being out, that, that, that kind of gets you to a lot of movement at the back. But James uh, Milner right back again.
1: But still, though, I think Liverpool I think in the last Williams couple of years have proven himself. they can beat Man City. And for some reason, Man City, you know, I know Chelsea are still their bogey team given the last couple of games. But I also think City find it very hard to beat Liverpool at home. Mm. And I, I just think with Salah firing, Mane scoring as well again, they're just riding a high. But I want a draw. So B- I'm going to go for a draw. Just just a quick question, <laughs>
0: just, just before we get predictions. Does this one, does it make a difference that Liverpool are playing tonight and Man City play tomorrow night? No. Does that extra day's
3: rest? No. Well, according, according to, to play, Pep, you Man City needs all the rest. So, um,
0: oh, wait, no, they're both playing today, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're both playing I right now. But Man City are in France
1: and Liverpool are, at at home. Home, uh, are in Portugal. In Portugal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't both think teams away. It. Well, I think you've just laid out an excuse for either manager. <laughs> um, but I just... Yeah, I think it's going to be a draw. I think One unless if they're flying like right now, they're doing excuses. Yeah. The last game they played ended in a draw because both teams just respected each other too much. Which was just before, uh, City went on that ridiculous run. So I think it's just gonna be a either a just a one one between the two teams, which would be great for neutrals. Yeah. I I don't think the last game did
0: finish. No not, no,
1: not not the the game after City pretty much bagged the the league in like February, but the one before that uh, was so boring.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, that was w- I think that was a one one. Yeah, it was yeah. just.
2: I, I think I think City will go up, but I think Liverpool just claw back. Yeah. I, I'd agree, probably one one.
1: But I don't think each ma- any ma- the managers would want to lose the game, no. any either game.
2: It'll be like the was it City Chelsea, no Liverpool Chelsea.
1: Yeah, N- neither yeah. team really wanted to win that game. That's I mean, we potential. could have won it, but I don't think we were willing to risk it so early on. And I feel it's going to be the same for, for them this this week.
3: Uh, I think Pep is going to overthink this. And it's going to be a 2-2.
1: But hasn't he, by beating Chelsea, has he not shown that he's stopped doing so? But it is Liverpool at Anfield.
3: Yeah.
0: Hmm. I'm going to go City
3: 3-0. Oh, that's a bold one. Put money on it. And I'm the one who's called
1: City,
0: City put four past Liverpool in three of the last, no, two of the last three Premier League games. All at Anfield? At Anfield? last game was at Anfield, 4-1 victory. I think Ooh. City love playing at Anfield. I think if they lose to
1: PSG tonight, they'll want to bounce back. But when they did that, they didn't have Van Dijk. They didn't have Canate. They didn't have their best defense.
2: They did, but they just let it three against Brentford, though. Yeah, I don't Ooh. know what happened there. That was a weird But Salah game. scoring goals. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I found <laughs> myself thinking to how through that game. Like, is Brentford that good that they're going to put three past Liverpool?
3: Well...
1: It was One beautiful to watch, mean
2: though. One game yeah. yeah. We Not lost 5-2 to won won West two Brom. 2
3: seasons <laughs> ago, two seasons ago to City. Yeah. I just, just said City. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2-2, two two, I think. 2-2. Two two two. Two. Yeah.
0: What a way to round out Yeah. the predictions. What game to end the weekend on. Yeah. And then we go to... Yeah, I lied. It was um, Saturday, England play. Andorra, and then Tuesday against Hungary, so... And then, oh, wow. guess what? There's another international break in November. So, three weeks and then another oh, little break. Waste of time. Tonight. Just but prepping us for the World Cup. Next year. Prepping us for the World Cup's going to happen yeah. every two years and from now on, according to time. I
2: wonder how many screenshots I'll finish in two weeks. <laughs> uh, well,
0: we it gives me time we'll to start w- my FPL as well. We can let you all know because um, we're going to end the episode here. Nice. Is that right? Yeah. yeah Anyone so. else got anything else to say? Yeah. Thank you so much for
2: having me on. Yeah.
0: I thank really you for enjoyed coming it. here, Ray. I think it's a thank you for coming on being our first
3: ever guest. Get you back on, like, in of, uh, do like a in of season review, yeah, so point. I can yeah. tell you how and terribly n- long it went. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and if not, we need to have a clip of you every week giving us your FPL tips, yeah, just so everyone
2: knows we can, we can do like a to be FPL corner, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your Chelsea defenders in this week, that's my <laughs> tip for the week. Chelsea defenders
1: this week, you, you heard Triple that. Couple
2: right. Chelsea defenders, yeah, yeah. I, c- I considered it because they just don't score a lot of goals, but no, if yeah. they're gonna score in this run, it's gonna it's be, gonna be Kaku, isn't it? it's gonna be
0: Well, thank you all for tuning in to episode 7 is that correct I think it's correct I
1: think no so. one I, don't knows know. anymore I don't know because so I don't
0: keep up to the schedule episode 7 um, yeah episode 7 uh, A-ray. Fe- <laughs> featuring A-Ray featuring um, A-Ray we'll be back next week episode 8 no midweek games next week though, so we can't get distracted uh, I did just see Real Madrid of equalized as well so
1: Gangsta great team Sheriff. Sheriff. Um but yeah, thank you for tuning in.
0: Uh we will catch you next week for episode eight. Have a good week, know. guys.
4: Bye. See you guys.
3: Bye.